0: part one chapter thirteen of short history of the christian church by john fletcher hurst this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter thirteen liberation under constantine we have now come to consider the outward relations of the church what was the bearing of the empire upon christianity the period of persecution was passing away the church meanwhile was not despondent but making full plans for future triumph. A revolution in the imperial policy was close at hand, and the forces were in full play which should soon bring about the liberation of all Christendom. By the military successes of Constantine, who, A.D. 306, was called from the command of the army in Britain to succeed his father as Roman emperor. But before getting securely in place, he had to conquer five competitors three in the east and two in the west it mattered not that some were blood relatives kinship was only a trifle in those days and soon constantine had disposed of all contestants to his claim to his father's crown constantine declared himself a christian in sympathy early in his reign before the decisive battle of the rubra saxa with maxentius which should secure his rule he claimed to see in the sky the sign of the cross with the words en toto nica by this conquer he accepted the token as an argument in favour of christianity gained the battle for the crown of the roman empire and henceforth avowed his belief in christianity his vision though in the line of his sympathies was probably only a shrewd method to attract the christians to his support he carried the liberum a standard inscribed with the cross, in all his subsequent wars. His policy was at first to make all Christians the supporters of his rule, and, by granting concessions, to heal the alienation from the empire which the repressive policy of his predecessors had produced. He published, A.D. 313, an edict tolerating Christianity as one of the legal religions of the empire. But in the year 323, he enlarged the scope of his favor and made Christianity the established faith of all his dominions. Among the chief special acts of Constantine in favor of the Church may be mentioned his ordering the civil observance of Sunday, his confiscation in the East of pagan temples for Christian churches, his emancipation of slaves, his exemption of the clergy from military and municipal duty and his ardent promotion of christian education among his subjects the good and the bad were employed in the imperial support it was a happy day when the christians could walk abroad without fear of persecution but there were grounds for concern constantine left but little for the church to do for its own government he claimed the right to supervise religion as the emperor had always done in the case of paganism he accounted himself still the great high priest or pontifex maximus and claimed the prerogative to compose differences decide questions of religious policy call ecclesiastical councils and appoint the leading officers then again he retained many pagan institutions the heathen temples were supported out of the state treasury certain respect was paid to the national divinities and even soothsayers were still used for help in battle. Constantine was a mixed character, not willing to lose the sympathy of the pagan citizens, and yet clear-headed enough to see that further hostility to Christianity would be fatal to his rule. He had no faith in paganism, but would not suppress it. His line of conduct was to allow it to go on as he found it, and yet to help the Christians to conquer it he was of all successful rulers the most successful trimmer the course of constantine was attended with serious danger to the church this did not arise from the assumption of guardianship over its affairs but from making the whole christian body a part of the machinery of state and employing the state as the supreme judge of its inner and outward life hitherto the church had been a grand moral unity held together by ties of love and doctrine but now it was absorbed by the state its framework was lost in the body politic freeman says the church conquered the state this is a great error constantine's adoption of christianity as the state religion was the conquest of the church by the state all the moral forces of the church were now impaired the bondage of the church to the state thus early begun produced the great evils of the following twelve centuries superstition the purchase of office the angry controversy about theological trifles the moral corruption of the clergy and the ignorance of the masses milton in his translation of a passage of dante's inferno thus characterizes the evil of constantine's favour ah constantine of how much ill was cause not thy conversion but those rich domains that the first wealthy pope received of thee. End quote. Charlemagne, and not Constantine, was the first to confer temporal power on the papacy. Dante was not far astray, however, for Constantine's patronage was the entering wedge for Charlemagne's donation. Neander says, with truth, quote, the reign of Constantine bears witness that the state which seeks to establish Christianity by the worldly means at its command may be the occasion of more injury to the holy cause than the earthly power which opposes it with whatever force. Quote. Constantine could have helped the church greatly by simply removing all political disabilities and permitting the Christians to develop their polity and spiritual forces as God might lead. End of chapter 13